I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. The attractive assassin blasting a devil trespassing, master getting cash in an orderly fashion, message to the fake nigga flashing, slow up, ah, before you get dropped and closed like a caption. Fractional kids don't know the time for action. Hey, welcome to the Blackout Test Podcast. Your host, Rod and Karen. And uh, it is a Monday uh, night. Yes. The night after the Super Bowl. Yes. The saddest night of the year because there's no more football, football until we get to like, you know. September. Yeah, if you count preseason, but who counts preseason? Nobody. They don't count. Yeah, we don't so get any like football until September. Yeah, August, September. And. But, uh, you know, we did have, uh, you know, Super Bowl, um, somewhat lackluster, I believe. Mm-hmm. But, uh, there, we, we were able to still find some excitement today because we went out and got a guest that has not been on the show in so long. How long is she? But she's written into the show. We talk yes. about it all the time. You guys yes. probably know, um, know of her. If you don't know her personally, mm-hmm. um, it's our girl Jay, the impossible white man, the official impossible white man of the Blackout hey. Tips. <laughs> hey Jay, how you doing? I'm doing good. Um, it's good. To, it's good to hear from you. Yeah, and it's and it's good to actually see you. Uh, just for the simple fact that all the impossibleness that you be doing, she be like, "Yeah, I am skydiving. I done jumped off buildings. I've saved puppies." <laughs> All while listening to the Black Guy Who Tips. Bless you, Definitely. girl. All while listening to the Black Guy Who Tips. <laughs> I'm two shows behind, and that's that's bad. Oh, man. But, well, but that's because I was away for the weekend snowboarding. See? see? Yeah, it's hard, see, to be, it's hard to be impossible and keep up on your show. I'm, I'm surprised you can keep up on the shows. That's well, all the physical fitness and know, stuff that you're she, doing. When she running 18 miles, you know, that gives her ample enough time. I listen to it while I run. Actually, I got one of my running girls to listen to it. What? Ooh. That's what's up, man. I appreciate that. I'm sure. Thank you, uh, sweetie. Uh, hey, uh, did you want to shout her out or do you, I mean, her name's Sharon. <laughs> what's up, Sharon? Uh, let's go, girl. You can make it. Keep, keep it. Keep, keep going. Yeah. Control your breathing. Breathe, mm-hmm. you know, breathe in your nose, out your mouth. Come on. One more hill and, uh, then we can, then you can rest. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah. So, um, first of all, Jay, uh, I heard you on, uh, the regular black women show. You were a guest. Uh, Jaquetta, uh, from Hey, You Know It. Mm-hmm. She, uh, hosts this podcast where she just talks to regular black women. But by the time they get done talking, I'm always like, this black woman is extraordinary. Yes. <laughs> so, um, like, uh, you, you're in the financial, uh, business, man. Like, um, how'd you even get involved in, you know, like finance and stuff? Cause I understand, um, that girls think math is hard. So, oh, Lord. <laughs> well, um, actually, I when I was younger, I had just like a regular customer service job at a bank. And I uh, was about to start going to school. And I was trying to figure out what I wanted to go to school for. And I ended up getting into Susie Orman back before she had her show. She just had a books and stuff. And she, she's a financial person and more personal finance. So I started reading her books. And then I got this program called Microsoft Money where you essentially track your finances and all that kind of stuff. And I was like, all right, well, I kind of like this. I like at the end of the month, I have a report of where I spent my money, where it went, my budget, blah, blah, blah. And I want to do this on a larger scale. So I was like, okay, I'll go to school for accounting. And I did that and 
started, I was an accountant at a company and then it got boring because it was just month in clothes and debits yeah. and credits. And it was just the same thing every month. And I'm like, okay, it's not a challenge anymore. I'm not, you know, challenged. I'm bored. So then I went on to another company where I knew I could potentially move around maybe into the finance area, but I knew accounting would get me in the door. So I started out in their accounting department, again, doing quarter closings with the journal entries every quarter. And and then I eventually moved into their finance department. And that's kind of how it all popped off. What's what's the biggest difference? I know this might sound silly, but I want to know what's the biggest because I meant uh, uh, accounts payable. What's the difference between accounts payable and financing? Well, account well, there's accounts payable. I'm sure you're familiar with accounts receivable too, right? Yes. Yeah. So accounts payable is pretty much you're paying all the bills, but then you uh, all all of what you do rolls into the general ledger and mm-hmm. then rolls up into the accounting department and they account for it. You have your income statement that has your income and your expenses and the final net income and that's what they made for the month or the quarter, how after how often they account for it. Then there's a balance sheet which has the assets, liabilities and mm-hmm. partners equity. And then the finance side of thing is kind of taking that information and analyzing it and projecting and all that stuff based on the nitty gritty accounts payable information. Oh, uh, receivable. Okay, so they're, they're the people that they come and be like, "Hey, we forecast, you know, next month you're gonna have this much money. Uh, we forecast like within, you know, the course of a year, or 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 you know, are them the people that bring the good news or the bad news? Are them the people be like, "Hey, we ain't gonna meet our expectations, or hey, we went over our expectations." Exactly. And it's kind of like, because I often have conversations with different departments where it's like, well, you know, we forecasted the budget to be this, but it came in at this. Why isn't it, you know, why didn't it meet it or or why exceed it? Because even sometimes if it comes in lower, like, because my company deals with investing in losses, which sounds like a ridiculous first world problem. Yes. (laughs) We have investors that invest in us for losses, the funds that we have. So... Oftentimes, I have to go to the assets that are within my funds and say, hey, we projected losses to be this. Why aren't they? Because this is what this investor is expecting to have because they made however X amount of money and they're looking to hedge their income with these losses. So even low expenses aren't good depending on, you know, what angle you're looking at it from. From a cash flow perspective, you want to have higher. But if you want to have low taxes, then you might want to have higher losses. How many, um, like, you know, women and how many like people, like different, um, like people of different like races and stuff are in your industry? Like, do you run into a lot of other black people, a lot of other women? Um, probably at the lower, like accounting level. But once you start moving up into like the finance area and the management area, not as much and definitely not as much color. Like every Monday morning we have a conference call and I'm the only black person in the call. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's always weird too, because like, um, I feel like uh, I always notice when I'm the only black person somewhere where it's just like the first thing is like, Oh man, this is uh Hmm, not a lot of room for error here because uh, they're not allowing us in in the first place. For sure. And whenever, because 
on the conference call, it's the it's the owner of the company and the president, you know, kind of facilitating this call. And I'm in the room. I'm not necessarily like on the phone call. Mm-hmm. I'm in the room. So then when they want to start cracking jokes because it's their first, it's, it's they got their platform where people can laugh, will laugh at them because you have to laugh at them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Whenever like something might come up that's like black, it's like then everybody looks at me, and I'm like, why look at me? <laughs> <laughs> why, why why am I the approval bar? It's like I catch them out. Like mm, I saw you look at me when they said black. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> that's always the best when it's just like yes. Yeah, so, uh, what is the stanky leg, Jay? <laughs> <laughs> yes, they be like this month we're in the black. No, no, not you, black. We ain't, we're not trying to get into you, but but this is a good thing we're in the black. Right. Um, all right, man. So also when it comes to this physical fitness, right? What is the longest that you have ever run, Jay? Twenty six point two miles. Twenty six point two miles. That's a whole marathon, ain't it? It is. Yep. How long does that take? It takes me approximately five hours. Five hours. hours. Oh, five hours just running. Did did you stop when I've done my last few marathons, I was listening to the black guy who tips. Wow. wow well this is why we do the long show sometimes you wow. know I've done, like three, I've done four i think four marathons and the last two i was listening to the black guy who tips as i ran it wow honestly I, I purposely created a backlog so that i could have it so it's like we ran with you you know you did like, except <laughs> I could the calories yeah yeah you wow. burn the calories i mean i just i'm just here to support you know i just yeah but we'll, we'll talk you all the way uh through it and, and and did you start off doing quarter marathons a half a marathon like like actually how do you even prepare yourself for a marathon because you know i've seen people run marathons they got the black girls rock and stuff like that and some people tell you that that i think that's black girls run oh black girls rock they rock and they run a lot better than me um (laughs) and my thing is that how do you prepare for it because i heard it can be very traumatic to your body like if you don't prepare yourself for such a long run oh yeah well people pass out people die what oh for real it's like I, I did, um, every race I do, you run along and you see somebody passed out on it. I mean, they're not necessarily always dead, but like, <laughs> I have read reports of people dying, but I, uh, I've run races where I look over to the side and someone's laid out. Wow. Wow. Have you ever seen somebody die? Oh, no, no. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. That's good. Um, do 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 you get a massage after you finish? Because my mother in law ran the marathon and she said at the end they gave massages. I have gotten one maybe once or twice. I'm not too comfortable with that because after running for five hours and you. I'm talking about running nonstop, I don't want anybody to touch me or catch a whiff of anything. Even if there is no whiff, I just don't want to create a breeze. No. <laughs> do, do you ever feel like because uh, like. I guess what do you guys do if you have to use the bathroom or anything? You, there's porta potties like all over the place. Wow! So do you just like keep running, like de jogging place while you uh use the bathroom so you get keep loose? Honestly, I prefer not to use the porta potty. I only use the porta potty if there is no line because I'm serious about my time. Mm. Like I feel like every marathon I run, I need to exceed my previous time. So I'm the chick that'll go in the woods where the guys are and use the bathroom. I don't care. Wow. Um, 
There's a line at the porty potty? No, because that could be like 10 minutes. That's 10 minutes added to my goal time, and I I just can't have that. Does anybody ever pee on themselves? Yeah, the real serious, like those Africans. Like you, sometimes you will, if you Google like, you know, marathon pictures, people didn't use bathroom, whatever terms you want to put in, you'll see people with a trail of something on their legs or whatever, because they are really serious about their time. Like they're winning like thousands of dollars to be first place. So I put out myself too for first place, a couple grand. (laughs) That's crazy. I can't even imagine. imagine anything in life that i want that much no and 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 do you do like they do like i see on tv you run you take the water and splash it in your face and keep running you know or is, or is that just drama for tv no you get hot you do you do um also now uh I'm, I'm thinking you might what kind of computer do you have jay you got a laptop or a mac a macbook pro oh okay cool all right i don't know why i thought i was cutting you off for a little bit on the mic but i think you'll be fine if it's a mac um all right, so another thing, too, about these marathons. Do you ever, like, when you get, say, close to the end, like, say there's just a few feet left, do you ever look at the person next to you like, I'm going to beat you? Um, Not at the end. At the end, I'm kind of just like, I just want it to be over so I could just walk again. Mm. But as I'm go- there is a thing in running called um, kills. And essentially, you you count how many people you have passed, and those are your kills. Wow. So the thing that we do where we count off the number of people that we pass, and you don't count the people that pass you because then you'll be negative, but, you know. What's the most people you ever, what's the most kills you ever had? No, I don't kill very often. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm about to say, when you, before you explain, I'm about to say, that sounds pretty dangerous. Y'all out there slashing folks, uh, sneakers and shit. <laughs> probably in the front in front of the pack yeah. <laughs> but like, you will not pass me now do you ever think if you didn't listen to comedy podcasts you would be faster or do you throw because <laughs> you know you're probably like laughing at stuff or you find something a little funny i'm sure it's occupying your mind taking you off of the pain of running but like do you ever wonder if like you listen to nothing but uh the theme song from rocky uh eye of the tiger just on loop would you be better actually if I want to, if I want to hurry, like if I if I want to get fast, mm-hmm. I'll put music on. You put but you put music on. The podcast kind of put me in a, a just a normal tempo, a regular tempo. But if I really want to like beef it up and sprint, I'll put on like some some fast music. Oh, okay. Mm. That's not bad. That's not mm. bad. What you what, what kind of music you prefer? For running, I like dubstep uh some beyonce i mean you could run this <laughs> trying to tell you you be running talking about i woke up like this <laughs> <laughs> running hard too i will have to say i like some macklemore oh you know that is the controversial uh, i feel oh. like we should have a peewee's playhouse button as macklemore it's the day, word of the day yes that drive people nuts yeah Her- I was going to grab that 11 by 17 paper and just print out Macklemore and I was going to put it behind me. But I worked from home today because it was a bad snowstorm here. So I didn't get to put my Macklemore banner up. Well, you know what, man? I feel like he just, he earned his Grammy. Yeah, he did. And uh, he's a brand. I don't know why people were hating so hard. I don't like his music per se. Like, I don't think he can rap. I like certain songs. But, but since when has that been a requirement for a Grammy? Ain't that the truth? 
And, and and here's the thing. He has to prove so much because he is white. A black right. guy could just show up and spit a couple bars and, oh, he's a rapper. Yeah, he's the nicest of the people that could win a Grammy. He is the nicest white dude that could win one. You know what I'm saying? Like, he is that guy that really understands his place in the world. And he's like, look, guys, I know it's because I'm white. I'm sorry. Okay? And that's good with me. Yep. He could have been a... He could have been up there talking about, hey, hey, bitch, I won this shit. Fuck y'all niggas. He could have been saying that, and he didn't. He didn't. He didn't. He knew his place. He he knew where he was. He's a good guy, so I don't have any problems with him. Um, Jay, did you watch the Super Bowl by chance yesterday? I did not because I was driving back from the mountain last night. Oh, okay. No problem. No problem. I'm sure there was a high-speed chase, lots of guns involved. Yeah. Impossible up there, white man shit. Yep, there with the mountain goats resting them to the ground over on the way there you got pulled over yeah on the way there uh did you get a ticket i did oh, oh. man what was it for speeding yeah uh, that's, <laughs> well you know hey can't all be good news uh do you have to go back up there to oh, I'm, not going, I'm gonna pay it yeah because see that's the thing man if i get a ticket in the middle of nowhere that shit's getting paid i don't care how i get the ticket i don't even care if they pull me over and they're like i did this because i'm racist fine yeah i I don't care if i gotta take out a loan here's yeah. your money let's let's keep well, this well played sir i will never be back to paul tucket county in my life <laughs> i think i even thanked him for the ticket at, at one point i've done that before and there's nothing that makes me feel like a bigger bitch than being like oh well thank you no thank you thank you for the ticket oh no no you have a nice day you have a nice day sir all right yeah thank you for not beating me I, that's what you're saying thank you you're going thank you for not beating me thank you for not uh, uh abusing me thank you for not pulling me out the car thank you for not tasing me because we were up in vermont and we were already about three hours in and i'm driving my other black friend is in the in passenger seat a black guy my white friend is in the back and then all of our stuff so it just looks weird. Two mm. black people in the front and this white guy in the back tight, you know, like, is he being held captive? Like, <laughs> and maybe why you got pulled over. And he was back there laughing at me while the cop was talking to me. That so. is the worst. I, what was the white dude's name? Nick. Yeah, see, I would have just, if I get pulled over like that, it was two black people in the front and a white dude in the back and the officer is like um do you know why i pulled you over i'll be like i don't know miss nick just need to get where he's going that's all i know (laughs) is to get on the roads and get to going and see if he'll let me go i don't don't think that's what but at least you had a driving mr nick (laughs) oh wait you guys want to hear something funny Mm -hmm. yes so a couple of weeks ago we went to colorado to go snowboarding so we're on the chairlift it's me and my chinese friend we're sitting in the middle. There's a white guy to the right of her, and there's two older white guys to the left of me. And the guy immediately to my left, he's talking and talking, and he was so country. Like, he was, like, Texas country, like that mm. type of accent. And he's he actually, you know, he, he sounded like um, Boomhauser from uh, King of the Hill. Yeah, <laughs> and it's Boom, it's Boom Howard. That is a take, but keep going. He sounded like that. So I'm listening to him and I was like, I was like, where, you know, where are you from? Like, I really like your, like, I was enjoying hearing him talk. I was like, where are you from? And he was like, oh, I'm from Oklahoma and he's talking or whatever. And then, so we're just talking back and forth. He's skiing, I'm snowboarding. And he was like, you know what? No offense, 
but you, uh, you're, you're the first colored person I met that talks really well. Yeah. <laughs> that's, right. that's, that, that's a good thing. Those are the best, man. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks. The, the racism compliments. I love those. He was like, he was like, you know, because all the other color people that I meet, they don't talk as well as you. And I'm like, they probably sound just like you. Right. Like, but I guess I was some alien or whatever. So he he thanked me again. He, oh, then he towards the end when we were about to get off the lift, he's like, I just want to say again, I'm just happy that I met you. I'm just really happy that I I, I met you. You babe changed that man's life. It's like uh, whenever I you go to the bank. I remember I went to the bank to get a car loan. And uh they were like, Man, you have really good credit for a nigger. And I was like, yeah. you know what? Thanks. Thank you. Let's get this uh loan process <laughs> right away. Let's get the lowest Well, you change your mind. Lowest interest rate possible. Uh racism compliments. I'll take them. Um, all right, man. Well, this is the Blackout Tips Podcast. And you can find us a bunch of places, but the easiest of which is to go to the blackouttips.com. While you're there, you can click on things. You can become a premium subscriber. You can listen to all these different shows and stuff that we have. We have, uh, Balls Deep Sports. We have Karen's, uh, Little Smacking Good. We have Medium Talk. We have Sport Movie Reviews. We have just a ton of shit. Yeah. Okay, guys. You guys know you nominated a bunch of them for the tippies yeah. and we're going to have those clips up soon. Yes. Um, and you can do stuff like, uh, just become a regular donator. You can do stuff like leave comments, vote mm-hmm. in the polls, leave comments on your votes in the polls. Uh, it gets all meta like that. The contact information is in the about section. If you need to email or, uh, call us and leave us a voicemail, as long as it's less than three minutes, mm-hmm. we'll probably listen to it. Unless you're a crazy motherfucker from California that keeps stalking the show. Other than that, we'll probably play it on the show. Um, you can also do, uh, interesting things like, um, leave us five star reviews on iTunes and Stitcher. We read each and every five star review, mm-hmm. uh, regardless of content. So as long as it's, uh, five stars, it doesn't matter what you have to say about the show. Um, we will read it. If it's less than five stars, even if you love the show, we don't want to know what you have to say. No, nope, okay, guys, sure don't. there's mm-hmm. a terrible trade off mm-hmm. and you're an asshole. So leave us a five star review like a human being that you respect. Um, the official weapon of the show is the taser. An unofficial sport is bullet ball and bullet ball extreme. Boom. I didn't even have to prompt her. And, um, this podcast is brought to you by tweakedaudio.com. Go to tweakedaudio.com, put in the code TBGWT and you get a bunch of free shit. Free as in 33% off, you know, and, uh, you can do that. You can have these nice earbuds that go right in your ear. They're real casual. Mm-hmm. Some of them come with microphones. Yeah, you can, like, they do. Answer your phone with them. Like, hey, what's up? You reach Rod and you're talking right into your damn microphone like it's the goddamn future. Of course you want to do that. Of course you do. You also get free shipping, which is like the best kind of shipping to get. The only kind. Yeah, it's the only kind I like. Um, and to top it all off, uh, it comes with a lifetime guarantee. That means, until the day you die, you can get a new pair of headphones for your raggedy old ones. Uh, it comes in handy because I've spent so much money in my lifetime on headphones. Come on now. Uh, I remember when I worked my desk job and I would have my earbuds in and then one of them would start going and you start feeling that panic because it never goes right away. Yeah. It's like you just be jamming and shit. And all like, of a sudden it's She gives me money. That- like what was that? Oh, you did. You no, went, no, no, no. Oh, it started cracking it. Right. <laughs> Next thing you know, you, you you're panicking. You 
twisting that shit up different ways you're taping it together you're of doing all kinds course. of stuff why do you have to go through all this when you have a lifetime guarantee now you can just sing your shit back and bring some new ones that's what i want to do so hey. go to tweakedaudio.com put in called tbgwt get all the stuff get your free yes. shipping get your discount yes. get your lifetime guarantee yes and thank you for everybody that's been buying and mm-hmm. tweeting them at us and posting them on facebook and stuff yeah we- today my man elliot underscore tate on twitter put a picture of his tweaked audio headphones right up there on twitter for everybody to see he said he just sterling, got his yep, sterling said us he is mm-hmm. sterling sent us a picture here so thank you guys who uh went out there and got it i hope they're treating you well and uh if and anything goes service. wrong yeah let's talk about the super bowl okay guys okay super bowl time first things first uh i saw the most hilarious thing before the super bowl apparently friends of uh well i guess friends of me on twitter i was gonna say friends of the show but they never been on the show um but they follow me on twitter which is cool jamel um uh hill from espn and michael smith from espn mm-hmm. they had a draft before a fantasy football draft for the super bowl it's a super bowl party draft here's what they had to do they picked food and uh the food would be at your super bowl party mm-hmm. um i saw the results of this yeah <laughs> <laughs> i will let you guys decide who you believe is the winner and i'll tell you who i think it is <clears throat> jamel has wings pizza cold cuts salsa scoop chips donuts and potato salad mike he picked in the first round guacamole tortilla chips potato skins conquisto chili hummus and soda um, <laughs> and uh I'll, I'll go with you first karen whose super bowl party do you think wins the food the super bowl food spread jamel is gonna feed you mm-hmm. michael giving you snacks right right okay uh now jay i believe you are a vegan right or vegetarian five days a week five days a week okay so two days off so- i ball out of control Okay, and this is probably going to be on one of your days off because it's the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. So which party would you go to? Wings, pizza, cold cuts, salsa, scoop chips, donuts, potato salad, or guacamole, tortilla chips, potato skins, conquiso, chili, hummus, and soda? Jamel. Right. So I said Jamel won. It's not even close. Shout out to all the idiots who said donuts like that was a deterrent. What if donuts been a deterrent to anything? No, if it's Krispy Kreme's, damn it, it's both donuts for the party. Right. She is glazed donuts, yeah. Donut right. dots, the middle part, the circles. I've never been at a party and said, who brought donuts? Ooh. Like, you either <laughs> eat them or you don't say shit. There's nobody that hates donuts. There's, <laughs> I couldn't believe people were saying that to try to, everybody's on Twitter such a contrarian. But, um, so, uh, when I saw this list, I immediately you got hummus, and I like hummus, but mm-hmm. I don't want no hummus at no Super Bowl party. I immediately started convulsing in laughter, and uh, I could not let this this pass. So I started a, a trend on Twitter. Uh, I put hashtag Mike's Super Bowl party. <laughs> it, Mike SB party was the uh, was the hashtag, and um, everybody. <laughs> ran with it until it became a trending topic on twitter oh lord 
uh i you know obviously i didn't plan that i had no idea no people would even joke. be that interested mm-hmm. uh but i just started saying like at mike's super bowl party you know you were gonna get a senate candle at the door and ah! you will be greeted with uh namaste when you walked in what the hell's a namaste karen how do we yoga thing we literally (laughs) just did the yoga show karen asked this question yesterday yes i did (laughs) oh my goodness girl yes she was like ah you know what let's do it again yes in case somebody missed yesterday and you know what and if you ask me next time i will probably ask you again what the hell it is yeah, I almost named the show yesterday, Namaste. Carol was like, what does that mean? I was like, we literally just did this. <laughs> so I guess we got to do it every time. But, yep. um, yeah, so many people were tweeting about Mike's Super Bowl party. It was so good. Um, so much fun. Uh, famous people was joining in. Um, sports people, Jay Adonde, yeah. Monty Jones, Jamel Hill. Uh, they were all retweeting stuff. And, uh, so many people had so many good ones. Dad jokes. Uh, Je- Jeff Esquire said yoga at halftime. Oh. <laughs> I said that in the third quarter we'll take a brisk uh, hike ah! to, to sweat <laughs> off some of the calories and then we'll come back and watch the fourth. Uh, but yeah, so um, that was fun. Go check out the hashtag MikeSBParty if you want to see that. Um, they also talked about it on Around the Horn today. They on did. Yeah, they, they, you know, they have these outtakes between segments of the show where the guys yes. just talk mm-hmm. and uh they record mike and um mike and bo talking about the the hashtag i was ah. like this is the coolest shit ever ah. i was just talking shit like i was just having fun and now look at you guys on national tv talking about this shit so um that was that was the first thing to start off the super bowl um and i thought that was pretty funny um and then there was a bunch of other stuff uh the super bowl was to me boring Mm-hmm. And I'm not one of those people that complains about everything. Mm-hmm. I'm not that guy. Mm-hmm. But God damn, that shit was boring. Nigga, mm-hmm. it was like 40 to 8. It was a straight blowout. And it wasn't even like, oh, it started off 8 to to to, to 10 mm-hmm. or some shit. It, it started was- with ass whooping. Yeah, like, it never let up. 22-0 at halftime. I think uh, they kicked off the ball at halftime. The, team, the other team scored again. Like Seattle just feels like, what is this shit? This is embarrassing for everybody. I want to say the first play of the game was a safety. Mm-hmm. It was so and, bad. And you know what? Kudos to the to the three people that went for safety with the gambling. They got paid because odds of that happening was low. Karen was rooting for Peyton Manning. I was rooting hard for Peyton Manning. Yes, I was, I was rooting for Richard Sherman. Like most most black people were that thug. I want the root for the thug. Now, me personally, I was rooting for a black quarterback. Listen, we don't get a lot of these. No, we don't. And we definitely don't have a lot of Super Bowls. We have one exactly. Um, that is my man uh, uh, um, uh, from from Washington, uh, Doug. He got one. That's it. Yeah. Doug Williams got one Super Bowl for all the black quarterbacks of ever. Yeah, and see, uh, I got I got issues with the quarterback uh, from the Seahawks. Why? Why? Hey, no, 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 no. That was the 49ers. Right. That's a different dude. dude. Okay. But I, I was rooting for Peyton Manning because Peyton Manning not not black, but they talked about that man like a black man. So I honorarily say, you you blacker than Eli, I going for you, son. 
yeah um i immediately just like as soon as they got the lead i was like and now i'm rooting for this thing uh let's go see if we can get a black qb uh uh super bowl i mean i'm happy for him especially sherman for the fact that he made him mad yeah um richard sherman didn't do a lot i mean but that's the thing the nature of his position is that he's so good uh if like he's so good you don't throw the ball at him and they didn't so he can't amass a lot of statistics Mm -hmm. because he's so good you don't get a chance it's like i'm not throwing towards him he's gonna fucking hit the ball or pick it off or something so you know he's in a bad situation i I knew he wouldn't win the mvp uh some dude named smith won the mvp because he got a touchdown on defense and that is because the defense was kicking Peyton Manning's ass. Yes. God damn. Yeah, they were dancing in front of him like Puffy. That was <laughs> embarrassing as shit, take that, man. Take that, take that. Yeah, and they was taking and taking it to the house. <laughs> Peyton Manning be losing and making me feel bad like he not a triple millionaire. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and, the, and the funny part about it, Peyton Manning still broke records. They was like, this is the most completions ever or some shit like that. I was like, but this nigga only got eight points. Yeah. But he's still breaking records. He was amazing to watch, uh, lose, but it was yes. like, it was like everything was going wrong for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything was going bad. And then just like Seattle was partying so hard. But, uh, I, yeah, I was immediately on the black quarterback bandwagon. Like I hopped up off of Peyton Manning so fast. It was like, Ooh, bye. Like you ain't even come to play. See you next year. I don't year. think none of them came to play. Yeah. It was, it was great. Um, they so didn't want to come to the city. Right, they was like, "Oh, we we made it to New York. <laughs> Let's go to the Applebee's in Times Square and pay two hundred dollars." Right, but uh, yeah, so it was pretty terrible, and I I did not enjoy it. Uh, as far as that, the other reason it was boring is because the ads were so safe. Like, yeah. one of the things I like about the Super Bowl uh, is the advertisements, and the reason I like them is because a lot of advertising firms put their best foot forward or worst foot. But they put a, they want to make an impression. They want to be funny. They want to say a statement. They want to do something. Not this year. And this is the first time that it was like, nah. Because nah, them motherfuckers, them no fun police was harassed everybody so bad that they was like, fuck it. Even the people. The- mm-hmm. Go ahead, Jay. Go ahead, no, I'm sorry. Go ahead, uh, Karen. No, I, and, and my thing is, is it, it's just, just frustrating because I really do think that the people that protest, they was like, we, we don't want no problems. We don't want no issues. Like, we're not, and a lot of companies, I think it was like $4 million per commercial. So a lot of companies like, fuck it, I'm not paying $4 million. Right. And I mean, go ahead, Jay. I'm sorry. You were going to say something. The, um, I actually watched all the commercials today, like on YouTube. The, that yogurt one was pretty saucy. Uh, with Uncle Jesse from Full House. Oh. Like, he kept putting it and she, she was kissing it off and then he dropped it in his crotch. Yeah, that was cool. That was really good. That was the probably the most racist. Right. Yeah. And I wonder, and the thing is, though, normally you have like four or five of those. Mm-hmm. And I was like, where, because see, what I was going to say is, it's not just the commercials that do it for me. I like the Monday after the Super Bowl when the think pieces come out. Yeah. You know, because then everybody has to let you know why this sport about grown ass men trying to decapitate each other come on now is very misogynistic and not progressive at all and they have to let you know that the commercials are not progressive and misogynistic and must be catering to some type of just sub subpar culture 
it's like yes that i love that clash of people that are like i normally watch msnbc but today i'll catch a little sports i love those people (laughs) and uh, we're not gonna get that this year man because there really wasn't enough outrageous ads to me like there was a lot of patriotism mm-hmm. a lot of songs yeah a whole lot of like spoken word yes and, you know and there was some adorable ones convention a wallace had one that and, little girl could sell me anything she was so cute yeah i wanted a maserati after that i don't even know but it's probably can't expensive even, as yeah, hell can't even afford it but it was just so cool like you know that the coca-cola had an ad where people were like different languages are saying like the national anthem but in different languages yeah in yeah. different languages stuff like that, that yeah i like that one but the but, cheerios people were back with the interracial mm-hmm. marriage and now they and were they adding, pregnant now mm-hmm, another oh, little yes. interracial boo is on the way i was like i was like a puppy and a baby make them mm-hmm. mad cheerios make them mad i hope she had twins mm-hmm uh, so yeah, I was not, uh, too impressed with the Super Bowl just cause the game was boring and the commercials were so safe. Uh, they had some good commercials for like movies and shit cause I'm a nerd. I was like, oh cool. Transformers is back, which by the way, Transformers, it, it must like, I know I say I don't mess with crazy women, but dudes always go, well, crazy sex is the best. That must be what crazy sex is like, yeah. a Transformers Formers trailer. Yes. Cause I know the movie ain't gonna be no good for Hell me. Hell no, but I was, I seen, I seen somebody on a dragon or some shit. I was like, I don't know what the fuck is going on, but I want all of this. Well, Karen's even worse cause she didn't even know anything no. about the characters. No. I was like, is that Optimus Prime riding Grimlock? Let's go. <laughs> See, you be knowing I don't. I just decided cause it looks cool. Well, the worst part is that, Grimlock would never let Optimus Prime ride him like that. That's fucking insane. He is his own man. He's not just a big ass dinosaur. He's also a person. That's the one that'd be like, I'm Grimlock. Yeah, he'd be like, get the fuck off me. He don't even like Optimus Prime, but I don't care. <laughs> Michael Bay showed me explosions and big ass robots. Where do I sign up? Of course I will be seeing this and I'll be leaving disappointed. That's what I do. Oh yeah. Every single time. Yeah. Here's I'll, my 1250. I'll be walking out like, why the fuck did they have Mark Wahlberg doing so much comedy? Um, well, at least, uh, without Sam w- Wicked, they're going to be telling me the truth this time and we know it ain't nothing made up. Yeah. Well, actually, I heard Shia LaBeouf wasn't even supposed to be in the first three films. He was just plagiarizing Mark Wahlberg's, uh, part. So. Oh Lord. You know, now that that's over with, uh, Mark can be in his own movies. Um, uh, so speaking of movies, did you guys know? the number one movie in america for the third week in a row jay what would you think it is well i saw you posted on Facebook oh so you already, already know okay <laughs> karen i'm sure you already know mm-hmm. chat room you probably don't know the correct answer is ride along kevin hart and ice cube knocked down the box office for three the- weeks in a row mm-hmm. it I is gonna ne- go see that no you don't it's it is, not good <laughs> we it saw is. it it is now not almost near a hundred million dollars why why because like nothing like uh tyler perry phenomenon with kevin hart because he's not funny to me he's so not he's yeah. hard working and that, he's that, a diligent that, that's person. about it yeah right. good. that he's hard he's working a hustler. he's a hustler mm-hmm. yes and and my thing is this honestly nothing else really came out and then they actually re-released stuff and they was like, nope, you ain't going to beat us either. He is killing it right now. A hundred million dollars. 
and now we're just entering Black History Month, which means it's mandatory that everybody go um, yeah, shit, for another week. Be, be around for a while. But he beat some movies that, you know, people thought, you know, Would were going to, the- you know, take the spot. You know, they, I heard Frozen was good. Frozen came out in December, but, okay. you know, it was beating everybody for a while. But, uh, you know, and The Hobbit came out in December. But there was like Jack Ryan that came out this year, this week. Uh, Our Frankenstein, which has a million commercials. Oh, that, ter- that shit looked terrible. Yeah, but he beat it, man. So that's the big news. Uh, second big news of the day, the Blackout Tips, Twib FM, Chonilla.com, all featured on iTunes for Black History Month. Can you believe that, nigga? What? <laughs> I read that like, no. Like, sometimes you see shit and you're just like, hmm, not us. Mm-mm. Like, we're just, I don't know, we're black history. Um, I don't think, I don't know, like, there had to be a lot of better black programs. Like, why isn't Neil deGrasse Tyson on this list? <laughs> yes. Uh, he does a space show. He black. He like a super smart person. Yes. Uh, I feel like he should he be ahead of us. He can make spaceships and shit. Come on. Yeah. Like, keep, you can keep 12 FM on there if you would like. Uh, I don't mind that. Uh, Chonilla is half white, which I enjoy, um, because yeah. I feel like that's historical. You know, mm-hmm. it's not very many interracial couples making it. But then when I saw us, I was like, ooh, hmm, how did we sneak onto this list? So, no. I mean, I appreciate I, I it. They just seemed black. It was like, you know what? Let's just add them to the list. Yeah, just put them on the yeah, list. Yeah, I, I, I think whoever was supposed to be doing the censoring to, to find out if, you know, were we really supposed to be on the list? We're just like, they got black. Put them up there. Shout out to uh, iTunes for using a brown background. <laughs> yes. For, for, the for Black, black History, History Month. Because mm-hmm. we black, y'all. See? They need they need three brothers because they're like <laughs> two, 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 uh, no, they're 75% mm-hmm. black. 75%. And they're trying to raise daughter. Yeah, they're trying to, yeah, oh, three guys on. Yes. They got two black dudes. And, uh, they got, they trying to raise a daughter. Yeah. And the white dude is cool. He's like John B. a white dudes in comedy. So. <laughs> exactly. Three guys on should be on this list too, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jaquetta saw it, uh, from Hey You Know It and was like, uh, why didn't I make the list? And Katie retweeted her and said, I'm holding you back. So. <laughs> <laughs> it was Katie's fault. Um, let's talk about some more Super Bowl stuff. Super Bowl has turned into a bus for Broadway. Jay, you're in New York. You ever go to any Broadway plays? I have. Do you think the people that at Broadway watch the Super Bowl? No. Ironically, maybe, but not. Yeah, because if they did, I feel like they wouldn't have shows. It depends on what seats they're buying. Mm. If you're buying the upper echelon of seats, you're not watching the Super Bowl. Super Bowl. But if you buy the regular seats because you're a regular person, I'm going to go to a Broadway show, then yeah. And you, you probably watch Because Super Bowl was in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Why would you want to go to, why would you go to New York if Super Bowl was in New Jersey? Yeah, well, the Broadway is in New York. It's, they don't have a choice, but I'm saying like the Super Bowl is in New Jersey. It's right next door to New York, right? Okay. So people are commuting, commuting and all this shit to go to the Super Bowl. Why the fuck even have Broadway shows at night? You know it's gonna be fucking crazy. The Super Bowl transit situation was already insane. People were, it was taking people hours to get to the arena using the trains because trains were so backed up. Mm-hmm. 
and then you're going to compile this by like, oh, if you want to stop by for a show, uh, you guys can check out the Book of Mormon. You know what? And and I I really think that was just them trying to capitalize on all the people in town. Mm. But this is like more than your normal hustle and bustle of your New York grind. And the people that was trying to make it to the show was like, um, nigga, I'm staying at home. And uh, or they were stuck out there with the Super Bowl people in their heels and slippers and their crowns and shit, being mad, <laughs> looking at these fucking people in their baseball and they football dress. I'm like, go Seahawks, go Broncos. You're like, nigga, I could. Stay and it's home. a different crowd. You don't yeah, market different. the same for your Broadway show the way you market for football. It's a totally different base. Well, data from the Broadway League shows box office grosses declined 2.4 million and ticket buyers fell by more than 15,000 for the week ending Sunday, despite the influx of thousands of tourists descending on the New York City area for the big game. Why did they think, what made them think the same people that's going to be eating nachos, drinking beer, and burping out there, having a good time, running shirtless, painting themselves, it's going to be the same crowd just going to go to the operas. Well, in all fairness, I think in the Super Bowl in New Jersey, um, the crowd for most Super Bowls in, in general, but especially this one, are more corporate people anyway. So it's actually not what you think. Like a Super Bowl is more of a corporate event uh, where a lot of because tickets are like four thousand dollars a seat and, you know, companies are buying suites and all this stuff. So. Is is you know more for that kind of thing. So there's a chance that you won't see a lot of real football fans, and maybe they were hoping for some residual like, oh, and uh, you know, while the guys from Chase Bank are here, they might want to catch a show. That, that and also what the the thing about it is this: a lot of people was like, you know what? Fuck y'all for putting the Super Bowl somewhere cold. I did not take my, my weekend off. I wanted to be somewhere warm where I could be in my flip-flops and slippers. I mean, no, it was pretty decent, and it, no, it didn't snow and no shit like that. Mm-hmm. But it was one of those things where they was like, the scalpel was like, hey, we can't sell our tickets, you know, at the same skyrocketed price. Because, fuck y'all, it's cold. People was like, I want to be somewhere where I can party, have a good time, be warm, watch the beach, jump in the ocean, and swim. I don't come to Super Bowl to be bundled up or have the fear of snow. And I think that that, that might be a factor, maybe a factor more than anything, because this fluctuation of people, normally I used to be in the places where it's warm. And it's also a Super Bowl party. It's about having a Super Bowl party. Yes, a so party. So even if you're not going... You know, especially the do bros, they can't afford those tickets. So mm-hmm. they have the big Super Bowl parties and everyone, even people that don't normally watch it. I mean, if I wasn't away for the weekend, I probably would have just went to someone's house to just watch the game, just to watch it and eat food and socialize. It's just the thing to do. People would have been sitting in the theater with their phones lit up, just checking the score just to catch it so that they can just have something to talk about Monday morning in the office. And how this- many people get these tickets weeks and weeks and weeks in advance? And then, like, how many dudes agreed to go? And then were like, wait a minute. February 2nd? Shit. We're not going to see Rent February 2nd. That's the Super Bowl. Oh, what about the Super Bowl? Well, you already said you go see Rent with me. So, I mean, <laughs> yeah, you it's know, my birthday. Th- that, and it's the start of Black History Month. Oh, Lord. That, and also, I think that 
they like you were saying they would think they won't get residual so yeah you got the business people that are probably going to the super bowl but for a lot of people all the parties and shit around the city are like the normal normal people and that group of people as a group of people talking about four they're not going to that the weekend and Sunday brought in sixteen million seven hundred and fourteen thousand six hundred ninety four dollars and one hundred and eighty three thousand ninety two people in attendance. The league said Monday. The week before, the league reported in, reportedly hauled in nineteen million one hundred so about three million dollars more for its twenty six shows and attendance was up about another thirteen thousand. Uh fifteen thousand actually. Most shows took a hit in both revenue and ticket buyers and even stalwarts. On the Broadway, fell like wicked, tumbled uh, 194000 from the previous week. And Lion King lost $315,000. Both lost more than 1,000 patrons, too. One bright, start, one bright spot was Mark Rylance-led Shakespeare's Globe production of Twelfth Night and Richard III, which grossed 907000 Man, this shit's making like a million dollars in a week. That is crazy. Yeah, and these are the big ones. I had no yeah. idea. These are like the big ones, the well-known ones. You know, uh, shout out to the actors out there, Nick and Reggie. They probably, and some old people, like a lot of this stuff, I'm like, I don't know what the fuck it is, what book is based off of, anything like that. And a lot of people in in, in, in that culture have performed they know about it. They're like really deep into it. So when they go, I don't care if it's the 15th time they watch cats, they're going to enjoy it like the first time. Somebody like me, it's just, it's, to me, it's, it will be brand new, the whole thing. And this is one of those things where people will support certain things based off of the uh, director or just based off of the name itself. And those must be very popular at this time. Uh, Randall Cobb, Joy Bell, and Amon Green all uh made their broadway stage debuts in small parts in rock of ages last week so now that would make me want to pay less for it yeah because like these niggas just gonna show up and be in the the fucking the musical the broadway play like i don't appreciate this like i won't i paid to see a trained actor i don't want to be like hey is that randall cobb and why is he on crutches is his knee still fucked up ah um even rare even a rare show in, about sports bronx bombers about the new york yankees failed to failed to be a home run with so many tourists in town for the big game that's baseball that ain't no same level now if you have what about football you might get them to show up yeah it lost twenty thousand dollars uh speaking of loss denver loss mm-hmm. those broncos guys um it lost badly it was too. not good Mm-mm. did you guys know that sad Denver fans cranked up porn after the Super Bowl defeat. Ah! Mm-hmm. That's right. I heard about that. <laughs> Just like Christmas Day and Thanksgiving, porn view- viewership was down significantly during the Super Bowl, which makes sense. I mean, you watch, it's the one event where you're watching the commercials, you're watching halftime. Yeah, you're probably you gonna, at a party somewhere. You're probably in public, you're probably with friends. When are you gonna jack off? Ain't that true. You just don't have the time to just flick that bean during the middle of a commercial break because you want to see that commercial okay it's about an m&m in the back of an italian monster's car and he's yeah. about to get crunkled up and eaten and peter isn't nowhere to save him like I, nope where's peter for this shit okay mm-hmm. that is a sentient being peter ain't around to say the chocolate bar yeah chocolate candy i'm sorry all right um the super bowl especially in denver and seattle where the number of viewers on Pornhub dropped 51 and 61 percent Ooh, everybody took a break just about, did they? Across the country, porn watching was down about 32% during the game. 
Oh, so you still had that handful of people that, you know what, I don't care nothing about sports. Yeah, well, a handful of people that had a handful of themselves during that game. Oh, yes, they did. That was, ooh, <laughs> traffic is kind of smooth today. Right. They're like, man, it is streaming good. Yes, is, download quickly. What's going on? I wonder what's happening. This is the right time. The excitement leading up to the Super Bowl also led to a noticeable drop with 11% and 18% decreases in Denver and Seattle and a 6% drop across the country. That's a lot less porn. Post game, the numbers went back up and everywhere except Seattle and Washington where because everyone was out celebrating instead of masturbating. Of course. The numbers were 17.2% and 11.3% lower than usual. Sad residents of Denver and Colorado as a whole took solace in their porn though, cranking their numbers up 10.8% and 7.6% on average. Post game porn watching was up to about 4% countrywide. Oh, so everybody was getting some. Well, you've been waiting five, you know, five hours. It's about the right amount of time, I guess. Yeah, they've been watching all the women walking around in their football shirts. And, right. And all the yeah. sexy commercials and the cheerleaders and all that stuff. And now you got to jack off, man. And if you lost, you know, and you're a Denver fan, they got to jack away the pain. Duh. You know, got to choke that chicken for those chokers. <laughs> um, another thing, nothing controversial in Super Bowl ads says, uh, <laughs> this article from the Associated Press. Isn't that, that's how good Super Bowl ads used to be. We're now reporting that they're not controversial. Um, so Radio Shack had a pretty good one about the 80s. And, and, and you know what the thing about, mm-hmm. and, that, and I like the one with the Radio Shack because like all the 80 folks showed up, like everybody. Hulk Hogan, Team yeah, Wolf. Yeah, Alf. They had everybody show up. But the only thing about, about Radio Shack is this. When I go and find that one obscure court for the mixer, that y'all are the only person to have it in stock. If not, we're going to have to order online. Mm-hmm. If I got to deal with that, keep your 80 shit. Don't upgrade and then I, and then I can't find the 543T wire, the owner you have. Um, that you got to blow dust off of. With a 30 second Super Bowl commercial fetching $4 million. And more than 108 million viewers expected to tune in on Sunday night's game. And by the way, it set a ratings record again. It was like 111 million people, mm-hmm. which is crazy because like the game wasn't good. Mm-mm. Like super, like football is America's just is the opiate of the masses. Like we are addicted to that shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because like I said, like and you said it, it's the only time some people even fucking watch football. If this was mm-hmm. just like a week four game. And it was 40 something to eight. We'd be like, yeah, man, I went outside and I went to go do some other shit. I did things and (laughs) fuck that game. Instead, it's like, I got to watch it, man. Might have some good commercials. That insurance might be giving away a million (laughs) dollars if I Ah! stick around. Um, so yeah, 30 second ad costs four million. Um, advertisers tried to keep it family friendly, friendly with socially conscious statements, patriotic messages, and light humor. After all, shocking ads in previous years have not always been well received. Uh, GoDaddy got in trouble, but this year, mm, they did the safest ads. Yeah. They had a lady quit her job. Yeah, I was like, I ain't got to go on GoDaddy to quit my job. Mm, they took all the sex out of those ads. Yeah, it was no titties this year. They were yeah. titty free. Viewers had a mixed reaction to the rat, to the ads. Keith Harris, who was watching Super Bowl, the Super Bowl in Raleigh, North Carolina, said he appreciated the safer ads. The ads are less funny, but it's easier to watch the Super Bowl with your family. To which, to which Rod in Charlotte said, "The fuck, fuck your you. family doing up? The fuck your family doing up at eleven uh, o'clock at night? Yeah, the kids need to go to bed, dog. Oh, damn." 
conversely paul capelli who lives in westchester pennsylvania found most ads dull the best spots were like a paid man into west welker pass play they were there but too few and those that connected left you wanted something a bit more spectacular that guy has a real grasp on everything um connecting with the cause many advertisers played it safe by promoting a cause or focusing on sentimental issues this was pissing me off by the way because every ad was like buy chevrolet because america it's like what you know one one like one chevrolet commercial i want to say was like a dude in a truck by the way those all those ads sound like that guy's gonna fuck that truck by the way a man in his truck and a jar of lube well it's like with a cow right a man in his hands and his truck but um it was like a man in his truck and then uh his wife was in the passenger seat and she was looking out the window and then it was like support this and we'll give a dollar to cancer and i was like what when did our commercials become this because you know it's like it's like those people at the apollo that just don't want to get booed so they start singing like gospel a religious song (laughs) yes and it's just to keep from getting booed they're not actually good no well who the fuck's gonna boo jesus and (laughs) that's how the whole fucking super bowl felt like you better not boo jesus that's the entire fucking super bowl ads it was just like uh fiat by the way jesus brought this to you so you better not say nothing you're like all right i guess i don't i'm not against aids so i guess (laughs) i'll fucking make sure to support you too who apparently has sold out and is doing fucking advertising for bank of america but it's okay because the money's going to aids whatever bono i see you hypocrite um so yeah that was bullshit yeah it was and like like, and i really do think that because we live in such a politically correct world like and everybody's so scared of losing the dollar you know that they're like we don't want to do nothing to piss everybody but no matter what you do you're gonna make somebody mad yeah microsoft is you know doing their advertising nobody likes microsoft people hate microsoft all the time i see you guys i don't hate them but y'all do i don't either but they do an ad and they're like here's steve gleason a former pro football player who's living with als boo that bitch now go buy some windows 12 it's like i guess i'll buy windows 12 (laughs) i don't want to i don't want to be getting the next upgrade i don't support als i'm against that it was such bullshit man Mm -hmm. Uh, Anheuser-Busch was like, look at the soldiers. Are you against soldiers? I'm like, I'm not against soldiers. Well, then drink our shitty beer. I guess I'll drink your shitty beer. <laughs> I was watching that. I'm like, what the hell does Budweiser have to do with a troop coming home? I'm like, this is so, come on. Yeah, he would come home and be like, I got PTSD for this shit. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah, exactly. For Budweiser. <laughs> Sarah McLaughlin is singing behind that. Rescuing <laughs> dogs, not Budweiser beer. Right. Yeah. I, 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 you know, but more more I think about it, they got some of the cutest things that they could get. Soldiers, animals, mm-hmm. you know, l- little cute black girls. And was like, y'all boo these things. And, and then, like, oh. and then there's the other ads that did the reverse troll. And this is something that I've noticed, right? I think ad- advertisers have picked up on look. We're getting too many think pieces when we do these controversial, like, black woman mad at her husband throws a Pepsi at a white woman. <laughs> that shit is getting out of hand. We gotta stop this shit. I thought it was hilarious. And all so, the sass. Yeah, it's too much sass, you know, people don't like how they're being portrayed. So what they do now is they go for the most, like, 
non-controversial controversial shit and this year i think it was like interracial shit and the people like coca-cola did it with the look at this multilingual people talking about america like i'll, I'll play this one for you it's america the beautiful and uh this is what the ad sounds like um as soon as i turn the sound on that would help right that's like reverse trolling because because they're trolling for good like they know the only people who will get mad at this and the only people who get mad at the cheerios at with the interracial couple are racist are racist biggest homophobes and assholes and they were like now we will get the same amount of buzz but for good true and i think that's smart that is a good way to market your shit and, and, uh, count on people because you know gawker you know huffing and post they're gonna go collect all the tweets from all yeah. the assholes who are like uh coca-cola speak english motherfucker like yeah they're gonna go collect those people and you're gonna get a bunch of think pieces the next day about how those people are racist and shouldn't do that public shaming uh, on tumblr had one yeah see it's it's brilliant so they just collected all the tweets they aggregated all the tweets and facebook comments i love it i love it it's a great Mm -hmm. idea more people should do this if i if i was gonna make a commercial at this point i think i would just go with like two interracial gay people adopting a baby like just fuck it a white baby a white baby at that and they would be and then they would also be like uh also uh i have aids and he has als yeah and, and that would be the end of the commercial wait we need ptsd too yeah and and i'm a and i'm a former soldier yeah and, and people would be like oh my god this is the worst ad ever fuck yes. the soldiers fuck uh fuck interracial yeah. couples fuck like they would just be yeah. saying and, all the racist bullshit and, and to be on top you were like yeah and my white baby got sick of cell right we adopted <laughs> we adopted cell. we adopted a sickle cell white baby guys <laughs> where'd you get that alien right they don't even make those <laughs> angelina jolie is like how can i get one <laughs> damn it gotta collect them all uh a 9-11 truther snuck into the super bowl and uh like tried it got on the mic during the uh during a post-game press conference. Let me see if I can play this audio. What? Yeah, it was no, crazy. I always imagine myself making great plays, but you never think about being MVP. Investigate 9-11. Uh, 9-11 was perpetrated by people within our own government. <laughs> I'm out. Bye. Right. Drop the mic. <laughs> then They didn't attack him? The, uh... 
Is everybody all right? <laughs> yeah. The, yes, was everybody the, fo- all right? the football player, of course, does not have a ready retort. Uh, uh, Mike Lawrence on, t- on Facebook was like, uh, that, that football player dropped a golden opportunity that any comedian would have <laughs> killed. Uh, but yeah, it was, uh, it was, he's some guy named Matthew Mills, a 30 year old independent journalist from Brooklyn told NJ.com his aim was to get close to MetLife Stadium, which has layers of security and what, what's supposed to be the most secure sporting event in the United States so he could conduct some fan interviews. Uh, <laughs> then he put credentials around his neck. It was an old condition from a festival he covered. <laughs> wow. A rectangular badge at that. This, like, sure, like, this makes me feel like you're just telling the terrorists, like, this is what you need to do, guys. Okay. Idiot. Uh, it's like, it's like, if it wasn't an inside job, it will be now, cause I'm helping. Uh, I'm telling but, all the trades. But yeah, he just said he looked like he was supposed to be there and nobody asked him. Like, they just let him go. I just said I was running late for work and I had to get in there. It was that simple. Uh, taking into, uh, not taking into account that he is a white dude. Come on now. Speaking of a white dude. Okay, guys, I got some sad mood news for everybody. I hope y'all sitting down because, uh, this is a, this is a doozy. J.K. Rowling says that Harry Potter is the one who should have ended up with Hermione. Hermione. Yeah. Not, not Ron Weasley. And I gotta agree. I think a lot of people uh, here are shocked by this revelation. You saw all those movies, you read all those goddamn books, and you know inside that you should have been Harry and not Ron. And now you guys know. So uh, some shocking revelation uh, for everybody. Also, Philip Seymour Hoffman is dead. <laughs> 70 packs of heroin. 70 packs. 70? 70 packs of heroin on the wall, 70 packs of smack. <laughs> You take one down, you pass it around, 69 packs of smack on the wall. Um, wow. Yeah, he's you dead. You get some smack. You get some smack. You get some too. Yeah, he is dead as shit, man. All of the heroin. <laughs> um, and, uh, it was, it was sad when I heard about it. It was right before the Super Bowl. And I was like, I can't believe my man is gone. And the funny part about it, everybody was like, I don't believe y'all to TMZ confirm it. Yeah, it was funny. NBC reported, I was like, nope, not TMZ. And uh we will miss him, man. He's one of the greatest actors. Somebody said, What? I was not up on Philip Seymour Hoffman. Rod, what movie would you recommend for Philip Seymour Hoffman uh for me to get into him? I said all of them. <laughs> he was literally good in everything. I couldn't think of a bad performance. JL Covan tried to tell me he wasn't good at twist. I said, You go fuck yourself, mister. I listen to your podcast and you eulogize Paul fucking Wooden Acting Walker. Do not, do not talk about Sir Philip Seymour Hoffman. I don't even know if he was knighted, but he should have been if he wasn't. Um, but yeah, I was like, how dare you fix your mouth to say that? He was great. He was the best part of Twister other than the Twister. It's him and the Twister. That's the only part, only reason to watch the movie. Him and the Twister. He was just in uh, uh, um, my, what was my movie? Hunger Games. Yep. Part two. Yes, he's there. And I was like, how are they gonna do the shit without him? And somebody was like, it's not that important. And I was like, uh, duh. Well, he was like the biggest but, fucking thing in the movie. Come on now. He betrayed everybody. He jumped to her side. Uh, spoiler alert. 
but yeah i was like my man philip seymour hoffman dead dog so uh it was sad and uh then it was got a little weird because um i've never seen this happen before but like he died and then like they announced it and then five minutes later it's like he died with a needle in his arm heroin was everywhere i was like when did we start giving these details come on now like i think his family might sue the police they gave details to the media before they knew what happened i don't blame if he them. was black they would have said it so i was happy they said it <laughs> you know i would have i would i would go with you on that right but <clears throat> i ain't know what happened to whitney houston for like a week and a half yeah, and i was but, and but i was true. sure it was i was like it's some crack but the, come on but, let's be honest guys it's the crack she had people there covering up for her mm, okay but you know what i i do agree with you but then again if you got the money that he has, mm-hmm. the odds of information like this being leaked out immediate like this is rare. Yeah, and it's so detailed. So it's one of those things Even where, with Paul Walker, who died in public in a fiery smoke ball of just wreckage, even with that, people were like, we don't know exactly what happened. Let's withhold from judgment and figure this thing out. I was like, uh, I don't know. I saw Fast and Furious. And he died in a really fast car on a curve. I'm just guessing. Everybody's like, no, Rod, you can't do that yet. You got to know for sure. Wait till the coroner looks through the ashes that I left. That is all that is left of that man. Oh, and man. I was like, I feel like uh, y'all only care because he's attractive. And Philip Seymour Hoffman, not as attractive. And people immediately were like, he died from heroin, guys. Needle still in his arm. He's a fucking smackhead. Bye. Yeah. And, you know, if I was his family, I'd sue, too, just for the simple fact that you don't know if they were going to do an investigation. I mean, all kinds of personal, like personal shit you just letting out and leaking and shit like that. And on top of that, uh, if somebody outside of the police uh, officers got in there and leaked this information, the officers are still held accountable. Yeah. He was like, make it rain. H. Award-winning actor Philip Seymour Hoffman was found dead in a apparent drug overdose late Saturday morning. By the way, this is so open and shut that I felt like it was a setup. I was like, someone murdered him. Who dies with the heroin? Like, come on now. It was too open and shut. It's like sprinkling some crack on them too while y'all were that's, at it. That's what I'm saying. So who knows what kind of prolonged investigation? Like, you don't know what's gonna happen. So if I was the family, I would sue the fuck out of them too because you let so much information out that if you try to have a case on somebody, how could you get anything out without people already knowing and having preconceived notions on the situation? Well, he had been in rehab not too long ago, Karen, like two weeks ago. So maybe he just got out of rehab and bought 70, 70, 70, nigga, what? 70 bags of heroin? Like, how much do you need? That's like getting out of fat camp and immediately buying like 70 Chinese meals. You know what I mean? You, you can only eat so much, but, uh, he was determined. Um, they said they found a hypodermic needle. And two glassine envelopes containing what is believed to be heroin, uh, in the apartment on Bethune Street in the West Village. The 46 year old actor was found unconscious in the bathroom on his fourth floor apartment in Pickwick House around 11.15 a.m. by screenwriter David Barcats, who called 911. A law enforcement official said he was pronounced dead at the scene. He had a needle sticking out of his arm. Hoffman was last seen around 8 p.m. Saturday. He was supposed to pick up his three children, two daughters and a son from their mother, Mimi O'Donnell, 
Sunday morning when he didn't, Dr. Cat or Mr. Katz and a friend went to check on him. Family of Mr. Hoffman said the statement released by his manager, we are devastated by the loss of our beloved Phil and appreciate the outpouring of love and support we received from everyone. So they're working to determine the exact cause of death and all types are scheduled for Monday, but come on. It's gotta be that smack. Mm-hmm. Um, the envelopes found near him were, <laughs> were stamped with two separate drug brands. That's right, guys. Heroin is now coming in drug brands. Oh, like Coke and Pepsi? Yeah, like Mr. Smiley Face and, uh, <laughs> uh what was it, Mr. Nice Guy and Half Baked or whatever, Mr. Smiley Face? Branding. <laughs> yeah, the blue meth. Um, yeah, one had purple letters with the Ace of Spades written out, while the second one was stamped with Red Ace of Hearts. I bet you they're the same, just different bags. Um, so they were trying to see if they were tainted. They're actually looking for the person who sold them the drugs. Of course. That's why, that's why I filed the family out. I the fuck out of them. You don't know what kind of investigation they got to do. And I guarantee you, somebody, a TMZ so good, it wouldn't surprise me if somebody put on a cap and, and, and went in there and, and, and zoomed around for TMZ and came out and reported that shit. Most recently, he was shooting the final two Hunger Games movies. Uh, people are saying that, um, a, a person close to the production said only modest rewrites will be needed to accommodate his absence in a few remaining scenes. So, so they had basically about finished, huh? Yeah, but I guess it's not going to be like the book. They got to change shit, right? Yep. So he dead, dog. Um, and they looking for the person that sold him 70, 70 bags. How do you, hey, man. Uh, oh, what's up, Phil? You out? Yeah. I'll see you calling me back. What's up, bro? What can I do? Yeah, I need, uh, 70 bags of snack that that that's a lot and it wouldn't surprise me if somebody probably watched him dive <laughs> oh shit i got to go uh 70 uh that's way more than your usual order of two <laughs> ain't that the truth or five yeah <laughs> it sounds like you might have a heroin problem but uh yeah you know let's uh talk about this guys a georgia man is accused of using a tow truck to take cars that were abandoned in atlanta during the winter storm and traffic jam. He took them. Police say Lewis Mitchell Jr., 34, was arrested Thursday and charged with auto theft, forgery, and other offenses. Duh. Atlanta Police Sergeant Greg Lyon told Atlanta Journal Constitution that a police officer saw an unmarked tow truck pulling the car. The truck fled when the officer tried to stop it. The driver and the passenger fled the truck during the chase, oh. sending it crashing. The vehicles were reportedly stolen in Atlanta. Investigators say the two trucks were stolen this month it was pulled it was pulling a toyota that was stranded on interstate 85 the investigation led police to three other cars taken from the highways oh there was a oh, free cars <laughs> so, yeah he was cars ran out of gas during the storm yeah they was like I can't on the highway yeah so he just like look at all them free cars and got a tow truck and went out there just start taking people cars so when the people come back to get their cars, their car is going to be gone. Yep. Yep. That's right. Um, and the last news item of the day. There's a new cell phone scam. It's called One Ring Cell Phone Scam. Jay, have you heard of this? No. All right. Going to inform the audience. There's a lot of people out there that probably don't know. The One Ring Cell Phone Scam happens when you get a phone call. It rings one time. It's from a number you don't recognize, and then they hang up. Now, I don't know about you guys, but when that happens, I never call that number back. 
Mm-mm. ever Un- i don't do if unknown. you want me to call you back leave a message <laughs> and if, if you- i'm bored i'll call back okay jay mm-hmm. will call back if she's bored no. karen you can't call back unknown that's impossible oh, <laughs> you, well, but that's why then yeah but um if you call the number back the new thing is because some people call back uh the better business bureau has warned consumers about this last week as in the most phone based in most phone based scams, the perpetrators use auto dialing computer programmers to call phones all over the country. In this case, the scammers let the phone ring once, just enough to cause a missed call message to pop up on the victim's phones, and then they hang up. The victim who calls the number back are connected to a paid adult entertainment service located overseas. Those unlucky callers are generally charged nineteen ninety five an international call fee up front, plus nine dollars or more per minute for the unwanted service. In some cases, the scammers charge only a few bucks to the victim's bill to avoid suspicion. The Better Business Bureau said the scams usually come from outside the United States, including numbers with area codes 268-809-876-284-473. and The Better Business Bureau uh, recommended that because consumers ignore incoming or missed calls from out-of-state phone numbers that they don't recognize and carefully check phone bills. So... Wow. So they're calling you internationally from a, 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 a United States number? It looks like that to your phone. You can't tell. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Yeah. So you just sitting up there like, oh, okay, cool. Uh, I'm just going to go ahead and, um, you know, call this back and be like, who playing on my phone? And you call and then like music is playing and shit. And uh, then, yeah. you know, eventually somebody will come on and like the music can play for minutes. And this is all like $9 a minute. Oh, shit. I, I know for me, uh, it's, it's not as bad now since mm-hmm. I can block calls, but I know that, um, mo- a lot of people's cell phone numbers are like being open to telemarketers now. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I get a lot of uh, phone calls from Texas, a lot of phone calls from Florida, a lot of phone calls from, um, Illinois, Ohio and shit like that. And it's one of the things where they kind of do that, but I, 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 uh, a lot of them leave like them, uh, automated voice messages. And so I just block them bitches. Mm-mm. Okay. I don't know who you is. <laughs> Understood. Um, it's time to play our games, guys. Okay, I know what you guys are here for. The first game, of course, is fucking with black people. And let's turn the volume up. <laughs> Why is it so loud? There we go. Just fucking with them black people. We're just fucking with them blacks. We're just fucking with fucking with black people. That's right, guys. It's time for fucking with black people. The number one game. Probably number two game. I don't know. Going across oh. all the podcast <laughs> land where we play or read articles from all over the globe. And we tell you uh, if they're fucking with black people, we rate them from zero to 100. Today's contestant on fucking with black people, the goddamn police. That's right. They're back. Okay. My story was fucking with black people. It was fucking with black people. It was. That's true. <laughs> um flavor flave faces speeding to his mom's funeral charge that's right he also was pulled over by the police flavor flave pleaded not guilty tuesday the charges stemming from a traffic stop earlier this month as he raced to his mother's funeral in suburban new york state police said the rapper and reality tv star whose real name is william drayton was speeding along uh, and driving without a license, a felony on January 9th, as he drove on Meadowbrook Parkway, not far from where the Freeport, New York native grew up. He was taken in and told to appear for his arraignment Tuesday. 
His attorney, Iggy Bessem, told Nassau, Nassau County District Court Judge Norman St. George that over the past several days, she and her client have worked up to clear up the 16 outstanding traffic matters that sparked the un- mm-hmm. that sparked the unlicensed driving charge. The judge released Drayton without bail, although the rapper has not been in custody and scheduled to return court to court on Friday as his routine following the arraignment. Wearing his trademark clock around his neck. Every Is they going to bury him in that clock? I mean, what else would they bury him in? That's true. <laughs> My bad. <clears throat> Removing it to pass through metal detectors, walking into a courthouse, Drayton smiled and hugged relatives and fans, stopping once or twice to sign an autograph and have a photo taken with a fan. As he exited the courtroom following the brief proceeding, Drayton told reporters, God is good, G-I-G. Jill. God is good, G-I-G. <laughs> he told reporters later that he hopped the char- he hoped the charges would eventually be dismissed. I'm hoping they would have a heart and dismiss it all because of circumstances, because it wasn't for me driving for my mother's funeral and being late getting to my mother's funeral. I wouldn't have been behind the wheel in the first place to get the charge. Now, why were you late to your mother's funeral? And why wouldn't nobody with you that could drive you there? Um, he criticized the unidentified state trooper who made the arrest for being unconcerned about his plight, but then raised praised other troopers whom he said helped him eventually get to his mother's funeral. Uh, yeah, that's fucked up. Like, you going to jail. Well, I mean, you are technically breaking the law, but like, you couldn't like, we'll drive you to the funeral. Just, you know, take off the cuffs and then come get back in the car. <laughs> you know, like just give him a common decency as a human being. That's true too. You know, why fucking, you know, I don't know. I guess he shouldn't have been breaking the law, I guess. The entertainer's New York case is being watched closely by a prosecutor in Las Vegas where Drayton now lives. He has pleaded not guilty in his free on bond pending trial April 28th in Nevada State Court on charges of felony assault with a deadly weapon and child endangerment with a weapon. Those charges could get him up to 12 years in prison. Oh, what mobile? He is accused of threatening his longtime girlfriend's then 17-year-old son with a butcher knife during a family argument. Terms of his release from jail include a requirement to stay out of trouble. Drayton's, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. Does this count? Because I feel like this is trouble. Of course it does. I'm surprised they ain't risk for breaking probation. Yeah. So anyway, on a scale of zero to a hundred, what would you give this care for fucking with black people? Mm, 50 or 75. Like, like, this 50 is, or 75. This is not a hundred. I didn't say it was a hundred. I was just asking what you would give it. So you say 50 or 75? Mm-hmm. Jay, what do you think? This sounds like a 50 or 75 to you. 50. 50? All right. Um, I would give it a 25 because niggas get pulled over all the time for driving. Jay got pulled over and, you know, that was just like a, a, this weekend. Yeah. and probably- I'm going to give it a 50, though. Okay. Because Flavor Flav is black as hell. <laughs> that, that's and true. And I feel like he's so black. That it adds to the fucking with black people. Yeah, now, now, now that's true. And the only reason probably why they didn't pull Jay, Jay and her friend out and beat them because they had a white male and not a white female. Now they had a white female, they'd probably claim they kidnapped her, mm-hmm. which would have made your fucking with black people go up by 100 points. Yeah. Well, I feel like this dude, like Jay, I would give a 25, you know, but I give this a 50 because yeah, Flavor Flavor looks like a struck match. Oh, Lord. <laughs> that is part of the problem in this situation. Let's get to our other games. Now that it's time for some guess the race. That's right, it's guess the race time. 
I said, now that it's time for some guess the race. That's right, it's guess the race time. That's right, it's time for Guess the Race, the number one game show going across all the podcast land where we play or read news articles from all over the globe. And we ask our contestant today, Jay, the impossible white man, to guess the race. Jay, are you nervous? No, I'm ready. All right. I don't think Jay's played Guess the Race last time she was on. It wasn't around. This is the first time. I play it, though. You just don't know. Oh, okay. You play on the low. Okay. She's been practicing. I, do. I play every time you do it. I play. You've been playing the take home version. <laughs> yes. Um, well, currently, all right, here's one. New London, Connecticut. Ooh. 24. Oh, you're from Connecticut. Okay. This is New London. This might be helping you in the background clues. A 24-year-old woman was accused of breaking into a home of a man who died after he fell into the compactor for the New London Transfer Station. Floyd G. Smeaton, 59, sounds like he was Smeaton, smashed, um, uh, of New London, fell 15 feet and became lodged in a machine's hopper on 45 Lewis Street around 2.30 p.m. on Thursday. Oh, there was a hopper. Uh, hopper, I guess. I don't know, Karen. Um, let's look up Whatever some... it is sounds dangerous. Yeah. Maybe it's like the, uh, the Q or something. I don't know. Uh, police said Smeaton suffered traumatic injuries after being extricated from the compaction unit. Smeaton was taken to a local hospital where police say he died. He later died. Man, I wonder if he died in like a cube shape. Investigator said Smeaton had brought his trash uh, likely cardboarded paper to the transfer station was not a city employee. So he was just going up there to smash his own trash, fell in with the trash, and oh. then got compacted. Yes, he did, because I just looked up Hopper, and Hopper don't look too nice. He was always a, a square. Well, that, well, that would have grinded him up then. Uh, investigator, oh yeah, so following Smeaton's death, officers said they were called to his home to secure the residence. Upon arrival, officers located Danielle Sullivan of Groton leaving the residence Rotten. with, uh, what'd you say? Groton. Latin? Is what Groton. Danielle Sullivan. Jay is going Latin. I'm going to continue. No, no. The name of the town is Groton. Oh, Groton. Oh, I thought you said yeah. Latin. Okay. Groton. Danielle Sullivan of Groton. Uh, leaving the residence with a trash bag full of Smeaton's items. A trash bag oh. full of Smeaton's items. She's a classy lady. Okay. Oh, she cleaned the joint out, didn't you she? You read an article about a man dying in a trash compactor and you say, let me go get my hefty. All his shit. I need to get my hefty sack right now. I had my, I own some shit. Uh, police said they tried to stop Sullivan. She began to fight with them and resist arrest. She continued to be combative. When officers took her to New London Police Headquarters, when officers arrived at New London Police Headquarters, they found a small quantity of suspected PCP on Sullivan. Sullivan was charged with second-degree burglary, second-degree criminal mischief, possession of burglary tools, six-degree larceny, interfering with police officer, criminal attempt to commit assault on a police officer, possession of a hallucinogen, and tampering with evidence. I wonder if burglary tools counted hefty bags. I bet you they did. An autopsy was performed on Smeaton's body on Friday and determined he died of head, chest, and thorax trauma. Oh, shit. Did she fuck him up? What a surprise. He got, he got cubed. Right. And Karen, <laughs> what do you mean, did she fuck him up? Are you following this story at all? 
He <laughs> fell into a fucking trash compactor. No, I mean, and I died mean, on his own. Then she went in his house afterwards, unrelated to no, this. No, I was, I was thinking, well, man, I don't know. Maybe she pushed him in there and then was like, you know what? I'm gonna go clean your house out now. Okay. Uh, <laughs> the transfer station was closed Friday, so police. Occupational Safety and Health Administration and other agencies were, could investigate the incident. After this incident, obviously, all procedures that we have are under full review. Yeah. You should probably have a, if something is alive in the trash compactor, yes. it does not compact. It, it stops <laughs> moving. That would be a good safety feature to add. Yes. To they, make added it stop. To, they added to garage door openers. You know what I mean? We well, got a sensor. Yeah, we can't add a sensor to the thing that would obviously kill a motherfucker. I knew his neighbors who knew him rather well. Obviously, this is a tragedy in our community. Uh, he always helped everybody, didn't go out of his way to be an idiot or something, said Dolores Reyes. Um, you couldn't ask for a better guy. So guess the race of Danielle Sullivan, opportunistic uh, thief. I'm assuming Jay's thinking about it. Well, I was going to say black because I know New London has some hoods, even though it is in a northern white part of Connecticut. Mm-hmm. But black people don't do PCP, really. Mm. So I'm going to say she was trash. Mm, trash. All right. Let's see here. Cocker Spaniel Kisser. Oh, my. Glue huffing hippie taking dumpster drive diving to the next level. Whiter than the menu at my Super Bowl party. Oh my. White trash pun intended. White she devil. White. God damn it, Shayna, you will guess the race. Okay, well, I can that's not a guess. The sour cream layer of Mike's guac dip and so white. <laughs> the and white trash pun intended is probably my favorite. The the correct answer is, is white. You were right. Now that knowing the outlay of Connecticut uh, help at all there? No, not at first because I thought black at first, but when you said PCP, that took over. Oh, um, okay. All right. Here's another one. A retired teacher was arrested after she repeatedly ignored a judge's order to stop feeding black bears in the backyard. <gasps> when police officers arrived at her home to arrest her, the 81-year-old reportedly threatened to kill them. <laughs> oh, so she she... Uh, was ignoring the ranger when he told her not to feed Boo Boo mm-hmm. and Yogi the Bear. Mary Musselman had been illegally feeding bears in her yard of her Sebring, Florida home. Can oh. I just have her last name, Musselman? Mm-hmm. Mary Musselman. Musselman. Mm. <laughs> yeah. uh, she thought she could handle the bears. Uh, she had been feeding them since at least early 2013. At some point in the year, the Florida Fish and Wildlife Commission's euthanized the bear. She repeatedly fed with dog food out of concern that the bear had become dangerously comfortable around humans. Wow. So she's actually leading to bears dying, trying to help. <laughs> oh, was it because they, because they want to go get their own food? Right. Now Yogi got to die because she can't stop fucking feeding them. Uh, and she was giving them dog food. It's not even like something good. Yeah, she wasn't giving them food, food. Yeah. This is not a picking it bastard. This mm. is fucking puppy chow. Fe- <laughs> ah! Feeding, what? <laughs> feeding. What happened when it won't more than your dog food? Mm-hmm. Feeding bear or appetizers, as I like to call them. Yeah, and eventually it's going to be you. 
feeding bear results in bears losing their fear of people says uh gary morse a fwc spokesperson adding that his department went the extra mile to educate muscle men about the dangers of feeding bears she still refused to stop telling police that she was worried the bears wouldn't survive without her help oh you crazy old broad god bless you <laughs> how will the bears survive without my dog food ma'am like, they've been surviving years without your help right. they can survive off of you yes and they will eventually you will be what's up next on the menu fwc officers returned to her home in november to find that she was regularly feeding at least two bears damn we're talking about putting out as many as 17 or 18 bowls of dog food damn officers gave her she probably named them and shit officers gave (laughs) her more information including educational videos again she failed to heed the warnings then on december 6th she was summoned to court when a judge ordered her to stop and placed her on probation Two weeks later, she returned to court where she again admitted to feeding the bears. A week later, after officers found further evidence of bear feeding, the judge ordered her arrest. Russellman reportedly threatened to kill the FWC officers who arrived at her house and resisted arrest. She currently is in jail, facing charges of violating parole and battery of a lawman, and is being held without bail. Her next court appearance scheduled March 3rd. I think it's outrageous. Karan Teeter, Musselman's former student, told ABC Action News, this is out of her character to act as she did. So She's white. All right. Going with white. Uh, from Mary Musselman, the bear feeder. Let's check the chat room and see what they believe. Impossible white woman that, that gave them pumpkin pie. Sarah McLaughlin. Black people ain't feeding bears in a backyard. We're off to a hotel until that bear is gone. If not, shooting <laughs> it dead white. Ah! Russian red Sonya with dementia. One who is upset that there is no white history month. Goldilocks. Lifelong ah. Peter member white. Dumber than the average bear white and the last Beastmaster white. The correct answer is white. It was a white lady. Oh that bitch was insane feeding them damn bears. I didn't even know Florida. Of food. I didn't even know Florida had bears. I know, I know they, right? I know they had crocodiles and yeah. alligators. Right, but bears. I mean, it makes sense though, because why wouldn't anything come there? You know what I mean? Probably near the glades. I think they have like a little forest area. I think. Yeah, probably. and they probably didn't used to have bears, but then Floridians started giving them dog food. And I'm like, I guess I'll show up for that shit. No, Dinner's ready. Don't do that um so it's time for the bonus round jay is two for two can she keep this streak going we will find out (laughs) double the points double the race double the points and the race that's right it's double the points double the race bonus round of the guess the race game Jay is two for two. Jay, are you getting nervous for this round? I ain't never nervous, son. All right. Here we go. (laughs) For all the marbles. All the marbles. Also out of Florida. Florida been on a roll. It really has. Like, new year, (laughs) new you for Florida. These motherfuckers are Yeah, they was like, we're going to be on the top of the guest race list. Misbehavior in in a Kissimmee household resulted in an... Mm-hmm. Florida. Yep, that's right. Resulted in an hour-long punishment called the electric chair. 
hour long. What kind of punishment is this? The electric chair. The electric chair, which includes shocks from a stun gun for three children under 10 years old. <gasps> oh, I've never been hit with a, scun- with a stun gun, but the way your uncle talk about getting hit with a stun gun, I don't want that shit. The caregiver defended the practice by telling the detective she only threatened her cousin's kid, her cousin's kids with electricity zapping between the stun gun's metal prongs. The police believe the children and, I mean, yeah, they believe the children and charged Latina Smith late Thursday with three counts of child abuse after two brothers and their sister gave similar counts of receiving painful shocks. Yeah, she tried. I was just playing. I wasn't actually, <laughs> sh- wasn't really going to shock them. Uh, o- Osceola Ch- County school officials reported the possible abuse shortly after 2 p.m. when the sister arrived. I mean, when the sister asked her teacher at Sunrise Elementary School not to call her home and say she had misbehaved in class, according to the arrest report. Which, I mean, is that really suspicious? Because, I mean, I did that all the time. Yeah, all children do that because they don't want to get to be in trouble. Yeah, don't call. Don't call. Why not? Uh, abuse? What What is going to keep you from calling the phone? What's going to keep you picking up the phone? Nothing. Abuse? I better call 911. Wait a minute, not abuse. Not abuse. Because uh, that seems worse. My mom works the night shift, and she's sleeping. Don't call. <laughs> I don't wake her I up. I try to answer the phone and act like I was my mother. Oh, I did that before. One time we pranked like we prank called this lady and um uh, during the summer because we were bored. And um she answered the phone. And by the way, I'm not hundred percent sure, but this might be Karen's aunt. Uh because she's the only other person I know that answers the phone like this. No. But we prank called her and she would pick up the phone, she said, Praise the Lord, and then we'd be like, Hallelujah, hang up. <laughs> oh Lord, yeah. no, you didn't. Yes, we did. She's like, Praise the Lord. I'm like, Thank you, Jesus. Bye. <laughs> and then finally she called back. And she was like, this is my car phone. Y'all play too much. Y'all got to get on my phone. Know y'all some kids. And I was, and you know, I, I've always had a, a light voice. So I was like, uh, are you right? And she's like, now put your family, parents on the phone. I was like, hold on. Let me get my dad. And then my brother pretended to be my dad. I was like, he's going to get in a lot of trouble. <laughs> no. So we avoided that ass woman. <laughs> thank God. She, thank God. She never called back after five. She didn't ask what my dad was doing off work and like, one in the afternoon uh she explained that the punishment was to get touched with a taser the report stated the electric chair consists of a ch- the child who was in trouble holding themselves with their back on the wall and their legs forming a chair they have to stay there for an hour and if they speak or move latina will come up to them with an electrical weapon a taser and activate and touch them with it the child told police she and her brothers live with Smith 41 rather than their mother. The report did not state why Smith took care of them because she's the one with the taser. Duh. <laughs> the State Department of Children and Families is also investigating DC, how DCF handled, wait, is also investigating. DCF handles an average of 3,600 child abuse complaints every month. Good grief. I believe that. Florida. We have to stop letting you people have kids. Mm-hmm the fuck is this shit and that's just in that area that's not really considered like across america a lot a lot of children get abused um and in its 12 county region including central florida i can only recall one other that involved a stun gun but we do see all types of what we would consider bizarre punishment 
said the uh, Department of Children and Families uh, spokeswoman Carrie Proudfit. Uh, she wrote an email to oh, Orlando. She probably could tell. Mm-hmm. She wrote an email to Orlando Sentinel. When police spoke to one of the brothers, the boy told them Smith put him in the electric chair Wednesday night. He advised that it hurt very much and he was very afraid of it. Uh, I noticed that the kids didn't stop being bad, which would have also stopped this. So, you know, uh. guys, eat your vegetables and go to bed on time. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Who noted he did not see any marks where the boy would have been shocked. He advised that the electrical weapon was pink and made a loud clicking noise. He can see the electricity touch the points at the end. The third child gave similar descriptions of the punishment. Smith once shocked him after he fell asleep in her car. Who? Why do you shock him for falling asleep? Oh, are you sleeping? Wake your ass up, boy. It's time for the lecture chair. Police touched him. I mean, Latina touched him. I said police touched him. Yeah. Latina touched him with the electrical weapon while it was activated and shocked him in the arm, which woke him up. He advised that it hurt badly. Officer Eric Longsworth, who wrote the report, noted the siblings were interviewed separately and did not have a chance to corroborate the story while I was on the scene. He also wrote each of them and said Smith carried the stun gun either in her brown fanny pack or her blue purse. That's right. In 2014, she has a fanny pack. Kicking it old school. Maybe she's a marathon runner. That's what she keeps an iPhone. (laughs) Headphones. I'm still too cool for a fanny pack. (laughs) (laughs) When Smith was questioned, she told police she used a punishment that she called the electric chair and gave the same description the children gave of making them sit with their backs against the wall and their knees bent. She advised she does, in fact, have a pink electrical weapon. Latina advised that she does not touch them with it. However, she will activate it and hold it within a few inches of them and threaten to touch them which, with a scare as a scare tactic. Smith remains held in a county jail without bond uh, on an out-of-county warrant as well as $3,000 bail on the child abuse charges. Her one previous arrest in Florida was a 1997 Orlando felony fraud case where she pleaded guilty to adjudication and adjudication was withheld according to Florida Department of Law Enforcement Records. So she uh, has been in a little trouble before. Um, she says she's not shocking the kids. She's just scaring them. The kids say they are shocking them, but they're not actually finding uh, signs of abuse on the kids. So, you know, maybe she, who knows who's telling the truth. Guess the race of Latina Smith, who was in jail anyway. Latina, ah! Latina. Mm-hmm. Latina sounds like it'll be black, but this whole electric chair, like this is a very organized effort. It, that's kind of white. Okay. <sighs> I, I'm going to go black. All right. Jay's going black. This is for double the points, guys. Let's see what the chat room says. Welfare queen who got tired of her little picaninas doing hood rat things and smoking with cigarettes. Oh, my. Business owner. Ha <laughs> ha. Business. Now, this is going to shock me as much as it shocks you, black. <laughs> and it never does, guys. It never hurts them as much as it hurts you. Never once saw my parents cry after whooping me. But I did every time. Every yes. time. And if you and if they cried, they didn't cry in front of you. Yeah, I don't believe you guys. That's all I'm saying. Just it, it does hurt to spank your children. Sure, yeah, sure it does. Sure it does. Guys. They get a cramp. That's about it. Right. Oh, it hurt. <laughs> it hurts my whooping hand. <laughs> Jigaboo saw. Uh, uh-huh. Spanish first name, English last name, black. Blacker than Nino Brown's heart. 
this woman was attacking kids with the official weapon of the show though latidia uh plus taser plus school teacher equal black um she didn't watch she didn't want to watch baby kids no way black oh fell trials for electro black <laughs> oh my oh she's gonna be an amazing spider-man let's see what the correct ah! answer is the correct answer is, is for double the points for double, double the racism and for all the marbles all of them it was black yes hundred percent girl <laughs> jay came on the show she saw it and she conquered she yes, knocked it out the park um uh, we can't leave without talking about sore ratchetness so let's get this out of the way guys okay we have to do it a Kingsport man was arrested on Saturday after allegedly threatening a man with a large sword, according to a police report. James Puckett Jr., 28 years old, was arrested and charged with aggravated assault and criminal trespassing. The incident began on Saturday when officers were dispatched to Pinecrest Apartments. According to the police report, the victim was visiting his girlfriend at Pinecrest. Puckett allegedly approached the victim while holding a large sword and said, I'm going to get you. Oh, my. Puckett then reportedly walked away, cursing the victim and swinging the sword violently. The apartment complex owner arrived and told officers, officers that Puckett had been banned from the apartment pro- property approximately four months prior to the incident. Officers located Puckett about a block away. He was taken into custody without incident. Crazy. You're just going to go visit your girl, have a little intimate time. Some dude just comes out of nowhere with a sword, says he's going to get you, and then walks off. It was intimate, all right. Real intimate. Right. This isn't a a three-way guy. Okay? Can't cut your your way into this one. No. Literally or figuratively. No, I don't want none of that. Uh, But, yeah, so luckily they got him in custody. We'll see what happens to him. I'm sure it'll be an update on that soon. Of course. Um, Jay, thank you so much for joining us, man. It's it's been fun. Yeah. Thank you for inviting me. No problem. Now everybody gets to know who the impossible white man (laughs) of the show is. Um, they know that you run marathons. It takes five hours. You get, you still get pulled over while being black. So, you know, it's not too impossible. But, uh, yeah, we appreciate it. You guys can also go listen to her on regular black women, uh, mm-hmm. Jaquetta's, uh, show. I learned a lot about her there. Um, it was cool. Uh, and, uh, for people that have premium, you can go back. I want to say it's like show 182, if I'm not mistaken, or yes. something like that. Back in the archives. Um, in the archives. So I'll make sure that, I, that I'll get that link up for it. If it's not up, I'll make sure I get it up. And if it is up, Go listen to when Jay was first on the show. Um, mm-hmm. I think she was on with Shirley from Chonilla, if I'm not mistaken. Or something. No, I was on with the lawyer, Ratchet. Oh, oh, really? With, really? Yeah. Okay. Shirley. All right. Well, Shirley, uh, Wong wow. Esquire. There you go. Mm-hmm. You please can, uh, say the Esquire. Please always, always mm-hmm. say the Esquire. Um, but yeah, you guys can, uh, go find her that way, man. Like I said, she's, uh, Long time uh listener and supporter mm-hmm. of the show, man. Yes. And Jay, we really appreciate premium. you, man. She bought that premium line. Yep, she oh, and she is premium. That's right. And we appreciate you, man. Like really. Um yes. couldn't do it without you. Uh I remember when Jay emailed me and was like, So I I might stop my regular donation and go premium. Is that okay? I was like, Fuck yes, please do that instead. Like now I feel like you're getting something instead of just uh us getting something. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, um, but thank you so much. Uh, can't wait to go on your next marathon with you. 
I know, right? We'll um, be there right beside you in your ears. Yeah. Sharon, uh, we did not say you could stop running. So do not quit. All right. You are almost there. You're almost there. There's only like a minute left in the show. Um, make sure you guys go to tweakedaudio.com and put in code TBGWT for all your discounts and all that good stuff. Um, we'll be back tomorrow at five. No guests, just me and Karen, uh, kicking it old school. Um, and then Wednesday, we actually have my man Dylan at the Dylan on Twitter, uh, one of the Deceptive Comics, uh, and also a big nerd and, uh, finally gonna be on the show. So, I've been trying to make that shit happen for like a year and a half. So, all right, guys, we'll be back tomorrow at five until tomorrow. I love you. I love you too, baby. Mwah.